Hey, hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to Generation Rise, the podcast with Marcus Bell. Thank you so much, Rise family, for coming in and checking me out today. I always appreciate it when you come in and, and tune in to what I have to say. We are in another installment of the re-season. The re-season, the series that I started to begin the 2024 year. And the word that I have for you today is rebrand, rebrand. Now, before I can talk about what I mean by rebrand, let me give you just a little bit of information on what a brand is. A brand is a, a name, a term, a symbol, a feature, something that distinguishes some kind of a good, some kind of a service or product from another. Some popular brands that my Rise family would probably know, Under Armour, Nike, Apple, Beats by Dre, Target, MAC Cosmetics, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, you choose your favorite brand. And... The thing about brands is that oftentimes as a company gets a little further away from when it was created, it encounters a point when it needs to to change in one way or the other. And the change could be due to changes in the market and their core audience. So people are doing things differently. Kids respond to technology different their attention spans are different, their focus is different, what they like and what they think is cool is different. So there are changes going on around the company that impacts how the company is received. It could mean that the company needs to distance itself from some kind of a scandal or trouble. It could mean that the company needs to change the the look, the feel, the energy, or find a a new and interesting way to engage or re-engage with his intended audience. These type of changes to a company are the rebranding of a company, and it essentially is to change or update the brand, the the change the image of a brand. Now, what's important to to understand about a rebrand is that a rebrand does not necessarily change the product itself or the service. It's more about changing the perception or reception of the brand. So let me give you an example. Everybody knows about Legos, the toy, right? The Lego company started in 1934 in Denmark. It started as a wooden toy company, then it moved into plastic toys. And when I was growing up, it was really known to just be those plastic, interlocking, colorful, square, and mostly square and rectangle building blocks, construction type blocks. And that's what that toy was for a long period of time. But by 2003, the company had a lot of debt. It was struggling for cash and it was on its way to bankruptcy. And in this time, they chose to go through a bit of a rebrand. They rebranded by adding different digital channels. They did Lego movies. They start doing themed entertainment venues like there's a a Lego theme park in New York. And 
those different things basically brought the blocks to life is what I'll I'll say it did. It brought the blocks to life. You see the my kids like to watch the Ninjago Lego stuff on Netflix and you see the Lego movies, you see Legos on t-shirts, you see Legos all over the place and it resurrected that brand in an unprecedented way by bringing the, the Legos and the blocks to life. It completely changed the company around and now that company is moving into all different types of ways to impact and and influence and to connect with its consumer. To move forward, I'm a football coach and I do rise sessions with my football team and with my players. And in one session or another, I end up asking the question, and I'll ask it to you as well, my Rise family, who wants to own a business one day? Who wants to be a business owner? Inevitably, when I ask that question, a lot of guys' hands will go up and say, I want to own a business. And my next question to follow up and my question to you, Rise family, is what if I told you that you were already a business owner. And you may be wondering, well, how am I a business owner? And I'm gonna tell you that your first company, the first company you ever own, your first brand is yourself. And I call it the CEO of me. We were all created to be unique. We have unique gifts. We have unique talents. We have unique values. We have a very uniqueness about each of us. God created us in a very unique, a very rare way. So you are already a brand. You already have an image. You already have a way that people perceive you. You already have an idea of what you want to be and what you want to do, how you want to do things. You are already a brand. And the way that your life moves forward really depends on how you govern yourself as a CEO of your own brand. Do you take care of yourself? Do you eat the right things? Do you talk the right way? Are you aware of your environment? Do you do the right things to protect your brand to get your company where you want it to go? So I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I had a vision for myself. My vision is that I essentially wanted to be a bit of a anonymous shaker and mover. I wanted to be the guy that pulled up at a building or pulled up at a party that nobody knew who I was, but I was the guy behind the scenes making all the moves, making all the decisions and making things work and move and being the guy that was behind the scenes, almost like a puppet master type of a thing. But the more I moved through life, the more I had to be comfortable being able to go into the forefront because I kept getting put into positions where I had to speak, where I had to lead, where I had to be seen. I had to allow myself to walk into the things that I had been called into and created to do so that I could have the impact in the way that I was called to have it. I had to rebrand myself and I somewhat consistently rebrand myself because I am constantly growing and evolving. So I must rebrand 
myself to ensure that I'm reaching the audiences that I've been called to reach, to walk in the doors that I've been called to walk into, to attain the destiny that I've been created for, to be the example for my kids, to have a stronger faith, to fight, to believe, to believe what nobody else does, to do what no one else can do, to push for greatness, to be an example for my kids and for my players and for the people that connect with me that it's okay to give everything except up, to be the light and to be the salt in the earth. In the same way that I have to rebrand myself, we all have to go to a consistent Revaluation of ourselves so that we can constantly rebrand ourselves for where we are going next. So, Rise Family, I have to ask you how do you need to rebrand you? How do you need to rebrand yourself, your company, your brand right now? Could it be that you need to change your look so that you are taken more seriously? Could it be that you need a new haircut? change the way you dress, change the way you interact and speak to people. Maybe you need to be more adventurous. Not necessarily adventurous in kind of the thrill-seeking type of a way, but perhaps you need to be more adventurous in allowing yourself to be free enough to do different things that you have not traditionally seen yourself to do. I told you my story of having to get out in front and speak and when I just wanted to be the background guy. Are you going to be adventurous enough to go into new avenues, to take new experiences, to take new risks so that the doors can open up for you to rebrand yourself and then you don't have to fit in the little box that you or somebody else is trying to put you in? To put it in another way, that may connect with my Rise family. Let's talk about Kobe Bryant. Most people know who Kobe Bryant is, the basketball player. Kobe Bryant went through a time where he had to rebrand himself in a very public way. So Kobe Bryant came into the NBA as a high school guy. I think it was the 1997 draft, something like that. Came in fresh out of high school. And when Kobe came onto the scene, he was this super athletic kid that he didn't dominate immediately, played with the Lakers, and he sat for a little bit, came off the bench, but he was still making all-star games as a guy that was like a six-man. But as Kobe matured a little bit, Kobe mimicked, in my opinion, everything that Michael Jordan did. Like, there was no real clear distinction between Kobe and Mike, the way that he stuck his tongue out when he went to dunk the ball, the way that he celebrated after hitting a game-winning shot, the way that he just went about him, his mannerisms, the fadeaway jump shot, just about everything about his game was Michael Jordan. There wasn't a real Kobe Bryant essence about him. In 2003, Kobe Bryant got jammed up. Kobe Bryant got accused of sexual assault. And in the midst of going through that very tough, that very hard time of having that 
accusation hanging over his head in 2003, Kobe Bryant created the Black Mamba. He created the alter ego so that the Black Mamba can handle everything that happened on the basketball court and Kobe could figure out how to put the pieces to the puzzle together in his life to save his family, to put all the things back together so that he can get organized and get order in his life so that he can continue to move forward. So Kobe basically created a Bruce Banner and the Incredible Hulk type of a situation. And this whole legacy that he's left behind of the Mamba mentality and all of those type of things didn't really happen until after 2003. In 2007, that's when he changed his number from the number eight to the number 24. And I actually recently heard that the part of the reason why he changed the 24 was so that it would be one number above Michael Jordan's 23 because he wanted to be better than Michael Jordan. But that's besides the point. He had to rebrand himself from being almost a Michael Jordan imposter or impersonator to being Kobe, being the Black Mamba Bryant to have his own image, to have his own aura and have his own impact on the world. And if you look around basketball, if you look on social media, there are so many things that are posted about his mentality, the way that he went about doing his work, his his drive, his tenacity, his determination that is so unique to him and the Black Mamba and that Mamba mentality that he rebranded himself to and created himself after he dealt with probably the lowest, darkest point in in his life. Another person that had to rebrand themselves is Allison Felix. Now, Allison Felix, she is a woman track star. To give a little bit of background on Allison Felix, Allison Felix came into the track world as a teenager, interestingly enough, in around 2003, the same time as Kobe Bryant got in some of his trouble. But she was in the 200 and 400 meters. Those were her, her events where she really shined in. And when she started her career in 2003, she built up over the years. And by 2018, she had already won 16 world championship medals and nine Olympic medals. But in 2018, she made the decision to start a family and she gave birth to her daughter. And after she gave birth, she ended up in a split from her longtime sponsor in Nike because the two sides couldn't agree on terms relating to if her performance happened to slip or be subpar from what it was as she went through the process of recovering from her pregnancy and her childbirth. Now, the crazy thing about that is that they split, and in 2021, she ended up launching her own footwear company called Seish. And began wearing her own brand of spikes into her competitions. Then in the Tokyo Olympics, which were the 2020 Olympics, but because of COVID, it got pushed back. It happened in July of 2021. Allison Felix went on to win her 10th 
in her 11th Olympic medals, making her the most decorated American track and field athlete in history. So I want you to think about this for a minute, Rise family, about how she had to rebrand herself in her track life. So she went from being a relatively dominant woman track athlete in the 200 and the 400 meter events. She chose to become a mom, start a family. So then she became rebranded to become a mother and track athlete, which is a hard thing to do and balance in and of itself. Then she went on to become a businesswoman in the process where she started her own shoe brand, her own spike brand, to become the most decorated American track and field athlete ever, man or woman. And she did that. She broke the record to become the most decorated Olympia, American Olympic track, athlete, track and field athlete ever wearing her own brand that she had just started. How amazing is that? She didn't have on Nike cleats, Adidas cleats, Under Armour cleats. She had her own brand of spikes when she crossed the finish line to break Carl Lewis's record to become the most decorated American track and field athlete of all time. I don't know about you, Roz family, but that amazes me. And what I need all of my Rise family to understand that as you walk through life and as you go and have different exposures and different experiences, take those things in and then evaluate how you need to rebrand yourself and realign yourself to where you want to go and what you want to do, who you want to be. And the sky is the limit for my Rise family. Don't be afraid to rebrand yourself. Don't be afraid to reach and go get everything that you're destined to have. Thank you so much, Rise family. I so appreciate you. Thank you. God bless you. I love you. Now go be great.